we're not actually fading out ourselves. That's why you have computers. Sorry, back, sorry, peaceful, peaceful. And back to this, and we're back here. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Can we talk on our new artwork? Yes, that is the first thing I wanted to talk about. Because we have new artwork, new brand, who dis? You know what I'm saying? It's fresh, it's new, it's clean. That's right. It's hot. Can't even touch it. It's that hot. Ow! Movies, movies on the side, rebranding, relaunch. Yes. A big thanks to friend of the show, Benjamin Lopez. I don't know if he, if he likes his, his full name <laughs> said, but Benjamin slash Benjadiah ben Lopez. Slash Ben, ben Yehuda Lopez. And he, uh, he has created some wonderful art for us. Host of Bro, Did You See This? And just an awesome uh, visual artist. Absolutely. I love the, the condiments and movie combination, movie paraphernalia in the, uh, in the new branding. It looks great. You should go to our Instagram and follow it, at Movies on the Side, mm. and see the new branding there. It should pop up in your uh, podcast feed with this episode. Yes. Steven, I would also like to say... We are getting dangerously close to 50 episodes, and I think dangerously close to our one-year anniversary of doing this podcast. Yes. You know, I was just thinking about that last night, and I wanted to look it up, because we started in April? Is that true? Something like that. Because we did an Infinity War early on. It's where the famous mayo on a hot dog came from. <laughs> You know, Instagram this week said, you have liked three images with the hashtag hot dog in it. I was like, no, I haven't looked at them. They're all movies on the side posts. That's so, right. So there's some <laughs> algorithm that goes like, oh, I guess he wants to see more hot dog images. Your, your Instagram explore section is going to be all <laughs> hot dogs and condiments pretty soon. So I'm looking back now. Our first episode was The Circle starring Tom Hanks. Yes. And that, that was on April 17, 2018. We're getting close. A month away about. Listeners, if you have something that you would like to see maybe on our 50th episode, uh, let us know. Or, or here, we'd like to do a fun episode. <laughs> that's, that's a big number. 50, 50 episodes. Maybe a, maybe a big uh, one year in retrospect. We could do a look back. Ooh some of our favorites and least favorite movies. Maybe we rank the top five we've done on this show and the worst five. Oh, that's a good idea. little recap. It's pretty self-referential for uh, a show that's only been going on a year, but... Listen, a lot happens in a year. <laughs> I think uh, we, we've covered a lot of ground. Maybe for our 50th episode, uh, you'll go to our Patreon page and you'll uh, support the show. Mm. <laughs> mm. Maybe, say, maybe. Listen, they've you been doing know. it for a year. That's right. They're, they're in this for the long haul. A week ago or something, because we're not going to triangulate time here, uh, Nate was in front of the Chinese theater in mm -hmm. San Francisco, Los Angeles. Los Angeles, right? Hollywood. Hollywood, yes. Chinese theater. You actually took a picture by the uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, handprints, right? Yes. And did you notice the name right below Dwayne The Rock Johnson? <laughs> it was a Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> and let me just say... Location-wise, their handprints right by the entrance to the theater. Like there, you know, you got Frank Sinatra and some of these lesser-known people off to the side. You know, like uh, 
Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. like all these mm-hmm. people. But then the no the nobodies. But yeah, but then you had uh, right towards the theater and right next to uh, right next to the door before you go in, you look to your left, and there they are. Now, yes, I have a question for you. It's a guess about me. Okay. There is a desire when you see handprints mm-hmm. in concrete mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. put your hand yes. in the imprint. Now, two warring factions within me. One, yes. I definitely want to know how my hand stacks up to the size of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's hand. Oh, absolutely. And the other warring faction is, so does everyone else. Ooh. And they have all put their hands in there. Hands from around the world. Yeesh. That is true because, listen, anytime I step onto a subway or a train, I, I would rather face plant as the train <laughs> begins to move than hold on to the pole that one million hands have caressed. I'll sometimes grab the pole with my elbow nook. Yeah, mm-hmm, that's right. That's kind of like, yeah, as if I didn't have hands and I was just kind of doing a, <laughs> a leg, uh, <laughs> um, what's the barrel of monkeys around it? <laughs> I use my yeah, arm so, like a barrel of monkeys. Yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. Yeah, but I don't, uh, for something like that, I might do it anyways, because that's that's a pretty unique thing, and then just wash my hands immediately after. And just like not touch anything with it. So what did you think that I, right. what do you think that I did? I think you put your hand on it. Did you? I did not. You didn't? I didn't. You didn't even like hover it above the imprint nope. to nope. kind of get it? No. I didn't. Oh, I didn't. man. I think there were just so many people around that I'm not usually a germaphobe or like worried. Like I'll I'll sometimes touch a, a subway on one of those straps Rings or poles. Or yeah. yeah, yeah. I I understand that in public spaces everything's germy, but for hmm. some reason there was just something about like I just feel like oh everyone everyone does this and everyone was doing it and I but I should have done it. I now kind of regret it. You could at least put it maybe next to it. Like, don't put it in the handprint, because you know a bunch of snotty children have done that. But maybe put your right. hand next to it, a lesser-touched surface. You know what I should have brought was, like, some cellophane or some... Ooh. Uh, and then put that Surgical down glove. and have... A, oh, I could have brought a latex Your glove. wife is a medical student. I would think you would have these all over the place. You know what? Before I left for California, I should have told her, hey, um... I'm going to need an extra large latex glove. Uh, I'm mm. about to do some some hand analysis. <laughs> the Chinese theater. You're investigating. Anyway, it's very cool. We'll post, post a picture of you uh, in front of the Chinese theater. Also, there and, are a uh, bunch of uh, the, the Walk of Fame. Is that what it's called? Yes. The stars. The star, yeah. I really enjoyed looking at the stars. Mm. That was also an enjoyable part. It's my love for movies. Let me ask you one, one other question. Okay. Your thoughts on hand sanitizer. I think it's my same thought I have about those Listerine strips you put on your tongue before I think they outlawed them in the U.S. I wondered where they went. Well, where where are they? If they weren't outlawed, where did they go? That's true. Remember a hot minute? What do you think about 2007? They had those (laughs) fresh strips. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did it all the time. I would put like three on my tongue at a time. It's great. (laughs) Get real high. <laughs> That's what people do at Christian colleges. <laughs> That's hey, That's right. Hey, you want to go out and do some uh, Listerine strips with me? Hey, kid, come here. Hey, look what I got. <laughs> Cherry red. Oh, the red ones. Yeah, they were the- it's gross. 
For real, what uh, hand sanitizer? Let's say you're at a, a food establishment, let's say at Chipotle. As you sit down to eat, one of the people at the table whips out their hand sanitizer. Mm. They do it, and then they, they hold it over to you, and they say, you want some? What do you do? I think I would always accept. Really? For the most part. Because every time I used hand sanitizer, it's like, okay, I'm scrubbing in for surgery. It feels medical to me, and it's. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would... A stranger offers it to me. No, 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 no. <laughs> no you don't like, know what's That's in there. probably not hand sanitizer. <laughs> it's like agave nectar that you put into that bottle. No thanks. <laughs> I don't want sticky hands. What is it? CBD oil? What is that? Uh, marijuana oh, yeah. juice or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was right. I was driving today and I, the car in front of me literally had a, a window decal. It said CBD oil, legal in all 50 states. And then it had a website and number. Hooray! If you're advertising a product and the tagline is legal in all 50 states, something's not right, I don't think. Okay. What's your... We need to go back to the hand sanitizer, but quick question here. Yes. You're involved in the industry. It's why you have that sticker, right? Or are you just like a mega believer in CBD oil? Or or you're in a multi-level marketing scheme. Oh, any of the above. You know what I mean? That's usually the window. Ghostbusters. You could also be a Ghostbuster. Right, right. Or a uh, Uber driver. Okay. You get the Uber and the Lyft uh, decal. But anyway. Back to the hand sanitizer. Back to the hand sanitizer. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Yes. I don't judge a person for using it a lot. I don't want (laughs) to. I don't judge them harshly. I I, Uh, I make a judgment call, but it's not a. Sure. It's not a negative one. It's a. Okay. I get it. Right, right, right. If anything, it makes me examine and go, yeah, I should probably like wash my hands before eating. I mean, like sometimes I'll go to a fast food establishment and I'll order mm. and I'll just sit down and I eat. And I think to myself, oh, I didn't really wash my hands before eating this. So if anything, it calls to mind my own uh, depravity. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't carry hand sanitizer. No, I do not. I don't necessarily like the cold feeling. No, I've, I feel like a hand sanitizer Basically, it's just pushing bacteria farther into your skin. That, that is what I feel is happening. Yeah, but that is incorrect. Mm. But that's not right. I haven't, I haven't seen the science of it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> when it comes to food stuff, I don't like touching food as it is. And so most of the time, if I'm eating... Wait, what? I mean, I, do, <laughs> I don't like using my hands. <laughs> so, like, if I go to a Chipotle... If I go to a Chipotle, for instance, yeah, yeah. Either I'm having a bowl, sure, and I'm eating and I'm eating with a fork, okay. Or I'll probably get a burrito, which my hands are uh-huh. t- touching the tin foil, not the okay. actual burrito. You know what I'm saying? All right, I'm gonna say some things, and I'm gonna you tell me if you touch them with your hands. <laughs> okay, very good. Hot dog. <laughs> yes, but I don't eat the. I eat them like twice a year, and they're at home for a kid's birthday party, so it's a controlled environment. Hamburger. Yeah, same thing. Yes. Okay, you're touching the buns on these. But things. no, but now, now wait a minute. Well, first of all, chicken wings. I haven't been. I haven't. Well, hold on a second. I have not been doing buns since keto. So if I do get oh, a hamburger, right. I'm eating it with a fork because there's no bun. And in the event I am doing a bun, it's probably at home again, kids' birthday party. Now wings, yes, but I have a special caveat there because you're not eating the part that you're holding. Because you hold like the ends, and you're not eating the part that you have already touched. You know what I'm saying? Chicken nuggets, then. You eat the part you touch. 
I, not, I doubt you have a lot of chicken nuggets in life. But. I don't. I don't have. A, I don't have a lot of chicken nuggets. If I ever did like a Chick Fil A chicken tender, yes, you do. I don't eat that with a fork. I'm not an animal. Okay. Okay. You know, I will, okay. Okay. I will hold that. But as you know, I'm a little OCD germaphobe. Uh huh. And so my hands are perpetually clean anyway. So if someone offers me hand sanitizer, I said, "Listen, there's no way that's going to make my hands any cleaner than they already are." Wait, hold on a second. So, so you don't carry around hand sanitizer? You don't believe in this stuff? No, no. Well, I mean, you're sanitizer agnostic. I tell you, I tell you, the one time I accepted it, my two boys were in basketball, and at the beginning of every game, the parents line up, and all the hey, kids run. Hey, hey, sports ball, sports ball guy. Did you just say my kids were in basketball? Yes. Okay. What What is wrong with that? Uh, it feels like a strange verbiage. If I hear parents say that, they're, yeah, my kids are in baseball, they're in basketball, whatever. It, oh, I get it. I get it. As you know their sport. I mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was mean. Just judging. Go on. Just judging me. That's fine. Okay. okay. They, were, so, they were in the basketball. We're in, we're in the sports ball. They, you, the parents line up, you hold out your hand, and then every child from both teams runs down the two lines of parents holding their hands out and high fives <laughs> all the parents as they, as they run down. Yep. And immediately I thought, this is disgusting. Right. Because I'm touching at least 30 children's snotty hands. I'm surprised you didn't switch to a, a fist and just be like, knuckle me. Well, by. the problem is they're running, they're running down. And so I'm afraid if I'm making a fist, what if one of them accidentally like runs into my fist? <laughs> then like, yeah, you're an angry right. parent at me. After that, I'm like holding my hand out as though I'm ready for surgery, but it's because that hand is defiled. <laughs> that time, someone offered me some hand sanitizer. A mummy curse like, upon that hand. <laughs> it was a withered hand, and I said, you know what? In this situation, I will, I will receive the hand sanitizer. So you're just washing your hands a lot during the day is really what's happening. <sighs> I wash my hands a lot, and when it's cold, you know, I, my hands crack because I wash them very often. Oh, boy. Now, you didn't, didn't you experience like sub-zero temperatures up in Chicago? I wasn't in Chicago during the polar vortex, if that's oh. what you're asking. Was Jill? Yes. I left her in Chicago, and she <laughs> fended for herself in like negative 30. It was the day after tomorrow movie when everything yeah. freezes, and you said, I'll see you Except later, Except instead hey. of trying to find my way back, I was like, yeah, in Florida, art in <laughs> 75 degrees. <laughs> Like in those cold temperatures, does Jill's hands like do they do they crack and stuff? I don't think so. I think you also do you use lotion? No, I, I hate lotion. See, I don't like these things. I don't like moist substances on my hands. I'm with you on the lotion. I don't like lotion either. But <laughs> I don't like lotion. If you're going to abuse them with an exfoliant all the time by washing them a ton, you should probably also give them a little help. Maybe the okay. Hand sanitizers, there is one place where I am all about them all the time, and that is hospitals. Oh. A hospital, mm. like, before every room, inside every room, if you ever go visit someone in a hospital, it's just, yeah. I like the foam, not the, the foam, the yeah, liquid, yeah. the foam's the way to go, and I will use that a lot in the hospital. Have you been on a cruise? You've been on a cruise, right? Nope, I have not. Oh, well, you're going on one soon. Going on one this summer. Cruise is another place. If you've been on a cruise, there's hand sanitizer everywhere. And it's because they are trying to prevent a norovirus pandemic. Because as soon as the bacteria hits that buffet, the entire ship is is just 24/7 run. As a mild germaphobe yourself, I have, I would have to imagine that a 
a closed system like a cruise ship would be a place that you would look at others as you are potentially the enemy. Oh, I view them. Well, I view most people like that anyway. <laughs> yes, especially on a cruise ship. And in the buffet, it is 100% adversarial. Right. Anyway, as the one thing, when you go to the buffet on a cruise ship, they have the Purell freestanding one. Mm-hmm. And they have somebody holding a huge jug of Purell. Uh, oh, what did they say? I think it was like washy washy, squeezy squeezy, or something. Like they say no something way. cute. They really did. At least on a couple of them. That save the others. Save the others. <laughs> save the world. And they they want to squeeze. Like it's almost like required. Sure. Because they don't. Because the buffet is where all the germs are spreading, and it's it's <laughs> it's kind of gross. Anyway, you let me know what your experience is like on your cruise ship, and we can uh, we can discuss the hand sanitizer again then. Okay. Fantastic. Okay, well, let's talk about this terrible movie. I mean, this 2018 movie, Venom, starring Tom Hardy. Nate, did you see this before yesterday? No, 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 no. I watched this movie on a plane, on my phone. <laughs> on your phone? Because, like, yeah, you can, like, get the, yeah, you can oh, get the entertainment. Right. Uh, you can get, connect to in-flight Wi-Fi and get the entertainment right, right on your phone. Because I try to watch it in the seat back in front of me, but uh, the little headphone things they give you, which I don't know how you feel about those (laughs) with your cockroach ear germiness, but those little cheap headphones they gave me, I could only hear the background music in one ear, but all the dialogue Uh, was not coming through the right side. (laughs) So I said, well, I'm switching to the phone. Those headphone jacks on airplanes get jacked up a lot. It's yeah, it's about thirty percent too big for an actual headphone. Like it used to be the correct size, but it has since been kind of like bored out. It just falls out. Yeah, it just doesn't stay in. You have to hold it and kind of hold it in the correct like push it against one of the edges. A little bit of an angle so that all the yes. contacts touch. Yeah, it's weird. Yes, yes. Yeah. So anyway, Venom. So we both saw this yesterday. So it's fresh. It is. It is very fresh. I had higher hopes for this movie than uh, what it turned out to be. Mm, okay. So I find this Rotten Tomatoes score very interesting. Mm-hmm. 29% critic score, fairly low. And then 81% for audience satisfaction. This movie made a ton of money as well. A ton of money. Yeah, the budget was $100 million, and it made worldwide $855 million. Right. That's Successful movie. Which is amazing. And then I started reading some of the people's reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, like the user reviews. And they're like, oh, best movie of the year. Yeah, story was a little mad, but it was awesome. Like, that's how the, the general uh, sentiment is about this movie. Love the slimy teeth guy. He's my favorite. <laughs> so I, I'm not going to synopsis this movie all the way through. I mean, listen, it's, it's Tom Hardy turning into the Venom. And, you know, most people know the Venom, you know, story. It's a... The symbiote takes over the 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 person or whatever. Anyway, sure, that's all you get. Comes from space. <laughs> that's all you get. And let me, I'd like to say a word about Tom Hardy. Okay, Tom Hardy in The Dark Knight Rises as Bane is a wonderful character. As he was born in the dark, you were born in the light. You're <laughs> Tom Hardy is Bane. Excellent. Yes, loved him in that. So I had higher hopes for him. As another villainy type thing. Tom Hardy in Inception. Excellent. In Inception, great. Michelle Williams, the female lead in this movie, she was in Greatest Showman as Hugh Jackman's wife. 
and has been in other movies where she has also acted a lot probably had a lot more to do than even Greatest Showman. That's just one we saw recently. Right, right. But she is touted as a very highly skilled actress. Manchester by the Sea, for one. Right, right. Which I'd like to... Did you see that? I did not. Uh, my wife saw it. She enjoyed it? I think she did not enjoy it, but I think you're not really supposed to enjoy it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <I think laughs> okay, okay. But she said it was really well done. Got it. Anyway, Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, they are good actors. but. In this movie, they are not. Uh, in my opinion, I don't find their performances to be strong. I think Michelle Williams, as Tom Hardy's fiance, I can't believe what she's doing or saying most of the time. It feels <laughs> really contrived. I want to go to their original relationship while it was still good. Okay, sure. The very first scene, he's laying a bit. Now, sorry, I'm going to go back for a second. Tom Hardy is an attractive man. Tom Hardy yes. is like supposed to be like kind of a leading heartthrob kind of guy. Good-looking guy. Mm -hmm. Right. This movie, he is so oscillating between greasy and downright mm. sweaty, terrible <laughs> pallor that and the very first scene, this is pre-symbiote. This is pre-anything. Right. He's just yeah. kind of in bed. Hey, oh, good morning. And Michelle Williams is all all dressed up to the nines and right. juxtaposition between him and his like Golden State Warriors smelly t-shirt and her right. like crisp and fresh in her wig in this movie mm. is I felt no chemistry between them. I couldn't believe they were together. I thought, oh, like maybe she's like his caseworker. <laughs> and like she's in vet you know, like or she's his right. boss, and she was like, he overslept his interview, so she came to like, and then she went and kissed him, and I was oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. There was something about the scene that, like, I didn't like it. And Tom yeah, Hardy's not an ugly person, and it's, it's not like she was so beautiful, and he was, like, a slob. He was just kind of, I thought, maybe he doesn't even have a job. And then all of a sudden, he's, like, a famous reporter guy in there. I don't know. Yeah. It, there was just something about that first scene that goes, like, I don't believe you guys are together. You're lucky to have me, to be fair. I'm quite a catch. That's what my mom told me. <laughs> yeah, that's why their whole relationship is unbelievable. And then even the breakup. And then at the, later in the movie, when he's talking to her outside their apartment, after everything happens, she's supposedly still dating the doctor or whatever. It just feels really weird, the, the relationship. At the very end of the movie, are they back together? Hard to tell. Hard to tell. I mean, he's not in the apartment, so I assume not. Okay. You know, he just Can I just away. say who my favorite character in this whole movie is? Can I guess? Yes. Mrs. Chen? No. No. She's okay, good, okay. too. <laughs> yeah. No, who is it? It's Dan. It's Dan the doctor. <laughs> the doctor guy? <laughs> the doctor boyfriend. What a nice yeah, guy. We, t we, we talked about what would happen like if you're the old flame kind of came back in oh, the picture true. on Robin yeah. Hood. Yeah. He's, this is six months later, I think. It is, yeah. Six months later, after they break up. He's so kind to Tom Hardy. He is. He's not uh, threatened by him. He's sort of like, oh, I'll give you guys some time to talk. Hey, love your work that you used to do. <laughs> and then he cares about him medic. Like, when Tom Hardy comes and, like, crashes their date like a crazy person and, like, eats lobster out of the, the tank, covers for him, and then does some tests on him and, like, cares about his medical well-being. I'm a big fan of your work. Thank you. Really? 
it's pretty cool, all the people that he took down. I think in that situation, if I was the, the lady, I'd be like, you know what? You were an old flame, but this guy trumps you. Yeah. <laughs> in every way. Dan Dan seemed great. I'm just going to say he was, he was kind. So I want to talk about the part of this, these, this movie that wants to come across as like a horror movie. The first half? Yeah. Well, whenever the symbiotes, you know, they do the test subjects. And that one guy, yes. Where, the, what is the bad guy's name? It's uh, Riz Ahmed is the actor. His uh, character name is Drake. Drake. The first subject that they try bonding with the symbiote, he tells him, "What's your name?" And he says, "Isaac." He's like, "Oh, it's a biblical name." And he goes into the story. He goes into the whole yes. story, trying to be very inspiring. And then he's like, "Okay, open the tube." <laughs> And then the guy immediately starts freaking out as the symbiote tries like get it. I'm like, why did you do that whole thing about talking to him, trying to calm his nerves? And I found him strange, the Drake character. I, I, he's supposed to be a very winning, woke, influential like thought leader in the space, right. but also very obviously evil. I wish they would have waited to like kind of give us the turn on whether he was good or bad, but the trailers kind of showed he was bad no i don't find you that compelling because i know you're bad right off the bat <laughs> very clearly yeah can we can, can we talk about the horror part a little bit more it's creepy it's like it is yeah there's creepy yeah. having the organism and having the host as a concept is very very unsettling this movie venom probably should have been rated r um they probably because like yes. the bad guy wants to bite off people's heads but like right. they obviously like they can't show the kind of gore they I think they would want to right. Which I guess from a, a money perspective, they made the right choice. Eight hundred fifty million dollars later, true. But this is a part of the movie. I'm glad it was PG thirteen because yeah, I was afraid that during kind of the the host rejecting the parasite, it was going to get a lot worse. Yeah, me too. Instead, it was kind of like uh, just stringy CGI, right floating in and out of this guy it's it it caught me in a i don't think a movie often gets this for me it wasn't scary enough for me to be like uh this is i don't want to watch this this is too scary no no but it wasn't fun comic booky enough for me to right. say i enjoy this it fell in a gross or just kind of like icky yeah i would say this movie falls in the the icky realm for me where i go I don't really enjoy watching this. Right, and so there's three scenes I think that you're supposed to enjoy watching. One where Tom Hardy comes back after Venom is now inside of him, and the SWAT team comes to get him in the apartment, and there's that fight scene. And that's, sure, whatever, okay. And then there's the motorcycle chase scene, which I found the bad green screen clips spread throughout that scene really oh, took man. me out. <laughs> like the scenes of where it's just Tom Hardy looking at the camera and it's very clearly a green screen behind him it's like oh that doesn't look good doesn't look I good also saw a little behind the scenes footage uh, or some guy made something on YouTube where it shows like they go past the same theater like six times during that chase right. scene <laughs> it's just like the same yeah, intersection weird. and then the the final fight scene which I would probably say is the most enjoyable to watch oh I, I disagree I disagree you don't like it I, I think the one of him where it's just a little where the, the veneminess comes out of him, but he's still like himself and he's not really like, yeah, I find found that more enjoyable than justice league esque 
two CGI brutes battle it That's out. That's true. Tell me what you thought about, once we start hearing the voice of Venom in Tom Hardy's head, how did you feel that the character of Venom was? Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> uh, it, was, it, was difficult to, it was difficult to hear him, for one. There, like, I don't know if it's right. just my, my headphones in the plane. It was supposed to be a very low, boomy voice. It was kind of gushing and snacks and things and... I heard like pancreas every once in a while. Um, <laughs> liver. Eyes, lungs, pancreas. So many snacks, so little time. I did not like, the more his personality came out, yeah. I was like, uh, so wait, so you're, well, like, I didn't like, he's just kind of bullying him. And Tom Hardy's is kind of taking it, yeah. Which is a a troublesome uh, relationship if you think about them together. He had a couple lines towards the end that I kind of enjoyed, but for the most part, I did not like as the symbiote's personality came out. No, and I my wife fell asleep about twenty minutes into this movie, so I then for the best. Yeah, I turned on the captions, so I was at least able to read what he was saying, and it was mostly meh. Like, it was supposed to be funny sometimes. The one exchange I thought was funny was when Venom was finally telling him why he wanted to stop the other symbiote from getting the million friends. And Venom was like, listen, I'm kind of a loser on my planet, too. You seem to be a loser. Right. <laughs> Let's, but we can be cool on this planet as long as there's no one else. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll give you that exchange. That was kind of funny. I am kind of a loser, like you, but here. We could be more. Excuse me? Yeah, I dare say you guys are both still losers at the end of this movie. (laughs) One quibble that I saw on IMDb that I would like to point out. In the comic book history, the Venom Carnage characters are affected by like high frequency noises, like pitches. And they they say that in the movie. He explicitly says, "Uh, sounds between the 5,000 and 6,000 kilohertz frequency. Venom says that to Tom Hardy. And, sure. and, and fire, that's their two weaknesses. And when Dan brings Tom Hardy in for an MRI, and when they start the MRI, Venom starts freaking out. I read, and I had, I had this thought, MRIs don't give off some high-frequency pitch. They're loud, but it's because it sounds like it's knocking. Right. And it's magnets. There's no high-frequency pitch being given off by an MRI. So that whole scene right. was, was bogus. Oh, the science was off in this movie? <laughs> oh, I just did that no, so, no. so our medical uh, friends and listeners uh, yes. could feel like I, I know what I'm talking about. I actually That's do have some... This, that perfectly segues me into a couple questions that I have. These are real questions I had while watching the movie, and I'd like you to answer them. Okay. okay. You were paying attention during this movie, right? Uh, these are answers oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the yeah, answers yeah. to these, but... Here are the questions. Okay. What makes Tom Hardy a good match for the symbiote? Why w- did he not die, but everyone else was like falling apart? They related it to organ transplant, and so it's more of a biological chemistry relationship. So it didn't have anything to do with his like personality or like strong mm, will. They did not heroness. They did not say that, but during the final fight scene, Riot, the other symbiote, was like, oh, you have a good host, which I don't know if compatibility maybe does play into that because they can okay. fight better. I don't know, but it, they made it sound like it was a biological type match. 
Okay. Next question. Yes. Was Tom Hardy dying before the symbiote? No, no, no. Was the symbiote actually killing him? Yes. Because every time a symbiote jumped out of someone else, that person died. But when Tom Hardy and the symbiote got disconnected, Tom Hardy seemed fine. I literally had that question because it is unclear why someone dies or when they will die. Because the symbiote also goes into his girlfriend character mm-hmm. and leaves her and she's totally fine. No like, problem. No problem there. But then with the first guy, he just gets wrecked. <laughs> like he's so right. unclear why someone dies and why someone doesn't. But supposedly the symbiotes, unless you eat a ton of food, I guess, like they'll start eating your body, like your organs. Because at the very last scene, Venom tells Tom Hardy like, oh, your liver looking pretty tasty unless you go eat some tater tots or whatever. So maybe. Oh, okay. They're very specific on what they want to eat. Apparent. Or yeah. And just the volume of food, I think, is uh, important. Gross. Some gross eating scenes in this movie. (laughs) I, I had that as a note. I did not enjoy the eating scenes. <laughs> I also did not enjoy that. Can you even call it a kiss scene when Michelle Williams has the symbiote and then she? <sighs> the, it was weird. Did you hear the sound? The sound editing during that kiss. <laughs> it was the most disgusting. <laughs> it was a very low volume at that point because my wife was asleep, so I did not subject myself to that. No. Well, congratulations. You're fired, Eddie. Can you tell the the listeners what I texted to you after watching this movie? My immediate thoughts? You said, spoiler, colon, I hated this movie. That's it. (laughs) That's it. That was the one line. Okay, well, on a scale of zero to five tater tots, which is one of the gross eating scenes when he Mm -hmm. takes a bag of tater tots out of the freezer and just eats them frozen. How do you rate this movie, Nate? Steven, Venom gets half a tater tot for me. I truly, truly despised this movie. It it was gross. The action was the worst cliched action CGI Mm. in like, it's all of the worst things in comic book movies. This one. There was no interesting powers. It's just the symbiote guy fighting dudes with guns. And then it resorts to the final scene of them just two CGI guys punching each other. And then Mm. two grown men punching each other. And then back again to the CGI. (laughs) Yeah, it was at times gross. There was no like redeeming quality to Tom Hardy. He was just kind of sweaty the whole movie. I think (laughs) to his credit... I think he tried to like go all out. I think he realized he after tried. Bane, like this is a comic book movie. I need to like go go big on this. I feel sorry for Michelle Williams being in this movie, but yeah. and in some ways I don't because I bet they all got paid really well. So good for them. True. True. I do not want to see this movie again. <laughs> no, I do not like it at all. I like to pretend that it's not a superhero movie in association <laughs> with marvel it says in the title screen one half right. tater tot wow that's the lowest rating yet ah i will give this movie 0.75 tater tots whoa i'm gonna give it pretty low because that you know what Wait, were you gonna say were you gonna say one and i drove you down a little yeah i was gonna say one and stick, then I, stick with your one 
I'll, I'll stick with one, and here was my reasoning. I'm going to give it 0.5 for the last fight scene. I know you don't enjoy the full CG fight, but I, I can enjoy it. And when he gets stabbed with that big thing and Tom Hardy appears to be dead, but this venom comes back and heals him or whatever, I, was, I could enjoy watching that last fight scene. So 0.5 for that. And point five for the Mrs. Chen interactions. <laughs> and especially at the end, when that dumb guy asks her for the money again and then Venom eats him. That was the one time we were eat, eating. Does he eat that whole guy? Yeah, he's the whole guy. He's the whole guy. Oh, man. Yeah. But that guy had it coming. And I, that was the one person that was eaten in the movie that I could say, yeah, he deserved it. <laughs> so point five for that. Mrs. Chen and her scenes and point five for the last fight scene. Wonderful. But the rest of the movie, yeah, I, I do not want to see this again. I honestly don't think it is worth renting. You can just listen to the show and, and enjoy that. And if it comes on Netflix, you can watch A it. A small redeeming quality is that the very final two minutes of the movie, yeah. I thought to myself, now that it's all sorted out and like him and Venom are working together and they're kind of like going to do it, and maybe a Spider-Man could eventually be involved because apparently right. Sony couldn't get Spider-Man for this. <laughs> right. I actually thought to myself, like, I think that next movie is going to be better than this movie. Like, I think the sequel to this movie will be better. Yes, and the one of the post-credit scenes, Tom Hardy goes to interview the prisoner, the serial killer. I forget the actor's name. Oh, yes, but, um, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yes, and he. Literally says there's going to be carnage, which is an allusion to the comic book character Carnage. And I would rent, I wouldn't go to the movies for it, but I would definitely rent a sequel that had both Venom and Carnage in it because I'd like to see how they do that. Sure. I think that'd be yeah, it'll suck me in again. We'll do another movies on the side. There you go. When it happens. All right, lightning round top five. Friend of the show, Chris Evans. Pretty sure he listened. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, thanks for listening. AKA Captain America. That's right, Captain America. He tweeted about the Lay's is it Lay's brand or whatever. Frito Lay? The, I think they're Frito Lay. Yeah, Frito Lay, the the party package that has five different kinds of chips or six different kinds of chips in it. And he ranked them. And I will read his ranking and then we can uh, disagree or agree. Chris Evans said, number one, cool ranch Doritos. Number two, Cheetos. Number three, Nacho Cheese Doritos. Number four, Fritos. Number five, Barbecue Lays. Number six, Original Lays. Now, I agree with his first two picks. And I don't know if we just want to uh, say our rankings and then we can argue about them. Yes. My rankings, Cool Ranch Doritos, number one. Cheetos, number two, in agreement with Chris Evans. Then I would go Original Lays. Fritos, nacho cheese Doritos, and last, barbecue Lay's. Oh, okay. So tell me, well, I will, I'd like to hear some of your thoughts about your... Two things that will make this clear. The nacho cheese Doritos, the first few chips, whenever I eat nacho cheese Doritos, I feel like don't taste good. And it's not until I get five or six chips in where the taste kind of subdues a little bit that I could remotely enjoy them. I think it's too strong mm. of a taste. Wow. So nacho cheese Doritos not crazy about. But but Cool Ranch is not too intense. Cool Ranch, I would say Cool Ranch might be a more intense flavor. 
It might be more intense flavor. I just enjoy it more, maybe. But Cool Ranch Doritos, uh, yes, I, I prefer them. Second thing, any barbecue-flavored chip I find to be preposterous, and I do not care for anything barbecue-flavored. Mm. Mm. I love barbecue. I love barbecue chicken and brisket, not chips. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What say you? Well, here is my list. Starting out the same way. Cool Ranch at the top. Okay, good. Yeah. Cheetos next. Right, right. I think Cheetos. Does this mean that if you saw these six bags lined up and someone said, hey, grab one, would you grab the Cool Ranch? It, it would be a very close call between the Cool Ranch and the Cheetos. See, I would be between those two. And you know what would be? Uh, I think the, the Cool Ranch are the best. But here's something I believe that Cool Ranch creates the world's longest aftertaste slash ranch breath yeah it's true you need a listerine power strip afterwards (laughs) right where cheetos i feel like is a little bit more yeah now cheetos is something else that you have to these are all you would have to grab with your hand that's the the thing that you you're you're okay with that as we discussed earlier i would make sure my clans my clans i would make sure my hands (laughs) your claws my, my claws are recently washed because also with Cool Ranch Doritos or Cheetos, upon finishing the bag, mm-hmm. I will grossly do that to try to remove most of the debris from my fingers. Sure. Before I, before I wipe them with a napkin or whatever. So, yeah, mine would okay. have to be recently washed. Okay, very good. Uh, so I moved down the, the list the exact same as Chris Evans. Uh, cheese Doritos as third. Okay. Fritos as the next one. And that's like, Fritos feel like the chip for the elegant man, for <laughs> for the gentleman. It's like, hey, I don't need a, a Dorito right now. I'm okay with just these Fritos. <laughs> Listen, a Frito with some chili, very good, or cream cheese. I'm just throwing that yes. out. Yes. Yes. Very true. True story. Okay, but I moved down the list. I'm going to yes. go Lay's Classic Potato Chips as fifth, and I'm going to go Barbecue Lay's as last as well. Oh, so we agree. I am with you on barbecue-flavored chips. Typically not oh. my jam, but right. I don't. That's why I think the Lay's Potato Chips are down at the bottom because I have moved to a kettle-cooked lifestyle. Yes. That's my new lifestyle that I've chosen. And I can't go back to the uh, kind of the mushy greasiness. Greasy, not fun. No. Cape Cod. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 All of I them. I can do. I can do any yeah. kettle cooked chip. Is really the way to go. Um, yes. So I immediately after ranking these, I asked my wife, "Hey, what do you prefer?" The very first thing that came out of her mouth, barbecue lays is number one. I started to get upset, but then. She said regular lays afterwards, and I realized this is what a beautiful marriage is. Mm. I should want her list to be the inverse of mine because we could polish off a whole thing. So we actually hypothetically went through the whole party pack and decided which ones, like, that means that I would get every single Cool Ranch Doritos bag in the box because that's low for her. I appreciate your effort to I appreciate your effort to justify this madness, but to have a barbecue-flavored chip at the top of that list, 
I question what they're right. teaching there's, in med, med, that med school that she's going to. There's, there's something there's issues. terribly wrong. There's issues there. Ah, I don't know about that. Did she put Cool Ranch Doritos at the bottom? It's all great to be agreeing with everyone else until you and I look at a party pack and there's one Cool Ranch Doritos left and the rest are barbecue lays. And we look at each other like, what have we done? It's all fun and games until you're looking at a one remaining Cool Ranch chip. Nate, I don't know. We might have to have, we okay. might have to get her on the show re- uh, pretty soon to defend this barbecue-flavored chip nonsense. To discuss the barbecue lays thing. <sighs> Something about barbecue chips. I don't know. Now, the I, I'm looking at another list that has sour cream and onion. I don't enjoy any sour cream and onion. I don't enjoy any ruffles. No. Don't at me. I agree. For the most part. There is a cheddar and sour cream ruffle that I will entertain. Okay. Is there a chip that could beat out the Cool Ranch Dorito? Uh, not a cracker, not a... Like, is there a chip? Just one chip. Uh, the original Cape Cod. That crunchy kettle uh, texture. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That, that would probably edge out the Cool Ranch. Ooh. Dorito. Okay. And a Pringle would also be very high up there. An original Pringle? An original Pringle. I, I'm not. I'm not into a lot of flavored chips. I gotta be honest. Unless it's Cool Ranch. Yeah, Cool Ranch is just flavor blasted. Yeah, like a goldfish. Also would be high up there, but not a chip. Not a chip. Ooh. Not a chip. No, it's a baked it's a cracker treat for the whole Cheez-its. family. Cheese. Cheese. also. I could. I could get down with some cheese. I think we should just kind of. I think we should just kind of. You just drop our sound down as we just name snacks, and that's the way our podcast ends. If we, listen, if we were doing dips, then I would go into the world of corn chips. You get into the tortillas, mama, mama, citas, two dollar chips. What are those called? Casitas, <laughs> mama, casitas. Those bowl shaped tostito chips. I don't like the scoops. I don't enjoy the scoops. <sighs> Nate, you need to be whispering as this slowly fades out. No. You have to do that with your editing software. <laughs> oh, sorry. We're not actually fading out ourselves. That's oh, why you sorry, have computers. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Back, sorry. Peaceful. Peaceful. And back to this, and we're back here. I, I have Thank so you for modic- joining us. That's <laughs> so modic- Masterpiece That's Theater. <laughs> Thank you for listening to NPR. I agree. The scoops always look like a better idea. And then they taste worse. Well, but then you have to bite them. them. <laughs> and the scoop shape does not go great as you're biting down. You know what I mean? Yeah, it you have to put the whole thing in your mouth and thus <laughs> defeating the scoop. You could just put the whole disc in. Have you ever had those Costco multigrain hexes that look like a Settlers of Catan uh, board thing? No, that sounds Full terrible. of flax. They're excellent, actually. Have we faded out yet? Have we faded out? Yeah, uh, probably, but I want to. I want to bring it up <laughs> one more time. And now we're Ritz, here. And now Ritz, <laughs> Ritz cracker. Yeah, no, uh, it needs to have something on it, like cream cheese and jelly. No, that's gross. Try again. <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly. Mozz, a little mozzarella and a, a capicola, oh. a spicy meat. <laughs> Can I tell you? Bit of a I bought a sandwich. I bought a ricotta cheese from Publix because uh-huh. I really wanted to try it. I have no idea what to do with it. I don't I have no idea. 